السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إنه كان توابا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم Respected and honorable ulama Respected and beloved elders and brothers in Islam Every aspect, every second, every minute of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is meritorious and to discuss the life of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is worthy of reward from Allah wa ta'ala. When we look at the various events in the life of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will have to believe that every word he uttered, every word he uttered, every move he made, every step he took was undoubtedly something worth marveling about and it was an absolute miracle. We don't want to discuss the entire seerah of Rasulullah wasallam, but just a part and glimpses of the Hajjatul Wada of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from which we can gain lessons. On the 9th of Zul Hijjah, in the 10th year of the Hijrah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was on the plains of Arafat. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the plains of Arafat had given that historic khutbah that we have heard from time to time. And then going forward, after the Zuhar and Asr Salah that was joined on Arafat, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam received that wahi that marked the culmination of this deen of Islam. Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ The completion, the perfection of this deen of Islam and this deen being the choice of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Ulama are unanimous that after the revelation of this verse, no hukam, no command had come down to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by way of wahi. There were ayats, there were verses that were revealed after this, but there was no rule, no law, no hukam 
that was revealed to Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam that night spent the night in Musdalifa and then the next morning Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam moves towards Mina. On this occasion Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhum Khudu anni manasikakum Take from me, learn from me the rules and the laws of Hajj. That perhaps after this year, I may not perform Hajj again. Sayyiduna Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on this journey between Muzdalifa and Mina, he explained some of the ahkam, some of the rules of pelting the jamarat, what we call the shaitan. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَعَلِّي لَا أَرَاكُمْ بَعْدَ عَمِي هَذَا Perhaps after this year, I would not see you again. This is now the beginning of the last portion of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes to Mina. He pels the Jamara Aqaba, which we will call the big shaitan. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes his sacrifices, his slaughters, 63 camels, one for each year. There were 100 in all, but he sacrificed with his own hand the 63. And then the 37, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam handed over to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu to continue. Now Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam calls for the halaq, the barber, the person that would shave the head of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the narration, his name is Ma'amar ibn Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. This fortunate being was that person that not only touched the Mubarak head of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but when Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sat there, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had moved his head in a way that he had given him the right hand side of his head. He shaved the hair of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the right hand side. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called for Sayyiduna Abu Talha radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam handed over to him his hair. Then the left hand side was shaved and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took that hair and he gave it to Sayyidina Abu Talha radiallahu ta'ala anhu and he said to him, distribute this between my ummah. And friends, we all speak about the Mubarak hair of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There are those individuals that have in their possession the chain of successes from Sayyidina Abu Talha radiallahu ta'ala anhu right up to the person who has this Mubarak hair of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam up to this day. Nonetheless, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam now moves over to Makkah Mukarrama for tawafi ifada, what we will call tawafi ziyara. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes the tawafi ziyara, he performs the two rakats, wajibu tawaf. And then he goes to Sayyidina Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, his uncle. 
Sayyiduna Abbas radiallahu ta'ala who was the person that was in charge of giving the hujjaj water from the zamzam. Ulama have written that they would bring out, draw the water out from the well and they would keep it aside for the hujjaj to drink. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes to Sayyiduna Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu and he says to Sayyiduna Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, give me water to drink. In the meantime, Sayyiduna Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu had kept aside water that he had particularly taken out from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He calls upon his wife Ummul Fadl and he says to her, bring that water which we have kept aside for Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam refuses. He did not want to be distinguished from the other hujjaj. On the other hand, Sayyidina Abbas radiallahu ta'ala in consideration for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that people are putting their hands into the water perhaps there may be some type of contamination somebody may have dirt particles on, in their hands on their hands but Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam does not bother about being distinguished and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam drinks from the water that was kept for everyone else. Now Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to Sayyidina Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Oh Abbas, I would have dismounted and I would have drawn the water from the well with my own hand. But he knew behind him was an ummah. An ummah that would be enthusiastic to follow every footstep of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and hence had he done that then up to a point in time in Islamic history till it would have been possible people would want to draw with their own hands and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said then the siqayatul haj the people that are drawing out from the well will be overpowered and hence Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam refrained and he abstained from it. In the narration of Hajjatul Wada, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed the Zuhar Salat in Makkah Mukarramah and then he came to Mina where he completed the Sunnah of Zuhar and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood up to give that famous Khutbah. We discussed this Khutbah over last year before Eid al-Adha in between Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recites the surah in the presence of a few sahaba إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسَ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ تَوَّابًا the surah, according to Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, was revealed before the conquest of Makkah. However, the recitation of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam here is a very clear message that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reiterating to the Sahaba and of course the Ummah. In one narration, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said at the recitation of the surah 
Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala has given a slave from amongst the slaves of Allah the option, the choice of remaining in this world with mankind or traversing towards Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Sayyidina Abbas radiallahu ta'ala who hears the surah and he begins to cry. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him, O oh Abbas, what makes you cry? There were other sahaba that were elated at the words of the surah that Allah ta'ala is making an announcement of joy and happiness. But Sayyidina Abbas radiallahu ta'ala in their midst begin to cry and in that crying he says to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this surah is a message of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala's choice and decision that now you would have very few days left on the surface of this earth. During the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala was a personality, a young boy amongst men. He himself narrates that there were veterans of Badr in the company of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala and they would take exception to the fact that Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala would be accompanied by a young boy like Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala and when Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu perceived the annoyance of these elderly sahaba, he asked with regards to the surah, that what is your take on the surah? Some said Allah had given Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam glad tidings. Others have remained silent. Then he asked Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala what is your take on the surah? He said this surah signaled the end of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the surface of this earth. Coming back to Hajjatul Wada, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recites this surah and in this surah Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam actually transmits what Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala is highlighting to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ When the nusrat, the help and the victory of Allah ta'ala comes or the help and the victory of Allah ta'ala has come in whichever way a person translates it. The victory of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and the help of Allah Ta'ala was actually the victory and the conquest of Makkah. وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسِ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا What is this Nusrat? What is this help of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala? Something that you and I quite often overlook for whatever our reasons be. Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala in Surah Al-Duha Allah Ta'ala many years before in the Makki life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah Ta'ala said to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى O Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the latter part of your life 
would be better than the former. The life of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Makkah was a life that was scarred with persecution, with boycott, with difficulties that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Sahaba had gone through. And it was then that Allah Ta'ala had given Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam the glad tidings that the latter part of your life would undoubtedly be far better than the former and this is that ayat. Allah Ta'ala has now made the announcement وَرَأَيْتَ nas With your own eyes O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam you would see mankind يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا entering the fold of Islam in large numbers. At this point, this message on Hajjatul Wada being reiterated leaves this message for you and I. That how much do we do for this deen of Allah to progress? What have I done to invite someone else into this deen of Islam? Have I spoken about the beauty of Allah have I shown my akhlaq and my character to someone that is not a Muslim for him to see and then enter the fold of Islam? Each one of us need to ask ourselves this question. It comes in a narration that those Mubarak eyes of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam had on one single day seen 700 Yemeni people of Yemen or Yemeni origin enter Medina Munawwara some of them calling out the Adhan some of them reciting whatever they had known from the Quran and they came in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and 700 of them all on one single day said Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسِ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا That with those, your own Mubarak eyes, you will see these people enter the deen of Allah in large numbers, in armies. As a result of all of that, Allah says, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ Allah gives Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam three commandments. And again, this is the Nabi of Allah, worthy of emulation, that now Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, number one, make the tasbih of Allah. Say subhanallah. Glorify Allah ta'ala. Celebrate the purity of Allah. That Allah tabaraku wa ta'ala is free of all faults. Number two, praise Allah tabaraku wa ta'ala. And number three, seek forgiveness from Allah tabaraku wa ta'ala. There is one amazing aspect of this Quran. That here Allah ta'ala speaks about fatah. Allah speaks about conquest. Allah speaks about victory. And Allah makes the command 
of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam seeking forgiveness. In Surah Fatah, Inna fatahna laka fatham mubina liyaghfira laka Allahu ma taqaddama min dhambika wa ma ta'akhar. Over there when Allah Ta'ala speaks about fatah and victory, Allah Ta'ala makes it a point of mentioning that Allah has already forgiven Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was, and all Anbiya alayhi salatu wa salam were totally and absolutely sinless. But over and above that, Allah tabaruku wa ta'ala gives the guarantee, Allah tabaruku wa ta'ala gives the warranty that if they were and they was not, even then Allah ta'ala has forgiven Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One great alim on this ayat writes that on the one hand the ayat conveys the message of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself and all the anbiya being sinless. On the other hand, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is being showered with the maghfirat of Allah to the extent that he became the means of the maghfirat of others. And despite that fact, Allah wa ta'ala is saying to him, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ Our mother, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the latter part of his life when he would make ruku' when he would make sujood Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would recite Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh So on one, one occasion she asked him Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or rather it was a comment that I observe that you are reciting this abundantly. Now look at Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The command of Allah, the fulfillment of the command of Allah Ta'ala was instantaneous. There was no delay. There was no questioning with regards to the command of Allah wa Ta'ala. So he said to her that Allah has commanded me فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ Our mother, Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha states that I did not see Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sit, nor did I see him stand, nor did I see him in any posture that whenever he would change a posture, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would decide subhanallahi wa bihamdihi astaghfirullah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam leaves this very powerful message for this ummah that when I being Nabi Masoom a sinless Nabi of Allah Allah had commanded me to carry out these deeds yet I did not question Allah wa ta'ala there was never hesitation in fulfilling the command of Allah wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam abided by the command of Allah wa ta'ala. Brothers and friends, just one or two aspects with regards to making tasbih in one hadith, lengthy hadith, just one part of the hadith. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaks about the virtue of subhanallah. He says, tamla'ul mizan. One subhanallah is sufficient to fill the scales of justice 
on the day of Qiyamah. Subhanallahi walhamdulillah tamla'u ma bayna samai wal ard. To say Subhanallah walhamdulillah will fill the gap between this earth and the first sky. And that is a distance of 500 years of travel. That is just one Subhanallah wal alhamdulillah. Ulama have written in the wisdom of Subhanallah and alhamdulillah that generally we as insan we have three inherent weaknesses. I myself and I'll speak for myself I always feel I'm free of fault. I will look at the fault of others for myself I will use a telescope a telescope sees the wonder of the stars and I'm looking for the star in myself and for everyone else I will use the microscope that looks for the germs of the ills and the evils of others the second inherent weakness we have is that each person feels that he is worthy of praise each person feels that he is praiseworthy. Sometimes we go out looking for comments. And each person, the third inherent weakness we have, is we all feel we better than the other. How is it that I would look for the faults of others, and yet I wouldn't want anyone to look for my own faults? This is that message that Allah wa ta'ala left in the surah to the most perfect, of the creations of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After he had left this world, Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala on one occasion addressed the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And he said, the purity and the perfection of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam can be judged by the fact that tomorrow, when he stands on the day of Qiyamah, there is not a single human, Muslim or Kafir, there is not a single creation, human or non-human, that will have any recourse, any claim against Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa And yet it is that being, that Nabi Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that Allah wa ta'ala had commanded, that you should make this tasbih, say subhanallah, say alhamdulillah, say astaghfirullah. Innahu kana tawwaba, certainly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that accepts the repentance of an individual. Brothers and friends, from time to time in life we make errors, we make mistakes on the miraj. When Nabi alayhi salatu was was in the seventh sky, Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu was was there. In the narration he reports and he says that I saw two groups of my ummah. One group with their faces, faces shining and glowing and the other with their faces scarred. That group whose faces were scarred were diving or jumping into the ponds that were there and when they would exit and come out their faces also shone. I asked Jibreel alayhi salam, O Jibreel, who are these people? Jibreel alayhi salam said, the first group 
are those people in your ummah who tried to abstain from sin. Brothers, if there's anything that we need to do, we always make niya to carry out a deed. Let us try something else. Let us make niya not to commit a sin. And do this on a daily basis. Oh Allah, you've given me this day. Give me the tawfiq to abstain from sin. Make the niyat of abstinence from sin. And see the distance then between us and Allah Ta'ala that we will traverse. And the closeness we will gain of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And the second group were that people who committed sins. But they didn't stop there. They sought forgiveness from Allah. They made tawbah. And how easy it is like diving into the ocean, diving into a pond, diving into a river and coming out cleansed. Allah wa ta'ala had forgiven them. And hence this incident of the Hajjatul Wada, we can do the calculation, the 10th of Zul Hijjah, and then it was the month of Muharram, the month of Safar, the month of Rabiul Awwal day after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam had left this world. Some ulama have stated that Surah Al-Nasr, Iza Jaa Nasrullahi wal was the last complete surah that was revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. After that, Allah Ta'ala had revealed Al-Yawma Akmaltu Lakum Deenakum on the 9th of Zul Hijjah. And then Allah wa Ta'ala had revealed one ayah of inheritance. And then Allah Ta'ala had revealed Laqad Jaa'akum Rasulum min anfusikum Azizun alayhi ma'anitum Harisun alaykum bil mu'minina Raufur rahim And then Allah Ta'ala revealed Wattaqoo yawman turja'oon Fihi ilallah 